Through the gift of talking aloud, we are able to uncover what needs to be uncovered and understand what needs to be understood. Hello, hello, my name is Tony and I am your host and welcome to the Purposely Venting Podcast. On this podcast, I do believe or we hold the belief that there's nothing I can say, give you any steps verbatim to like better run your life than you. It's kind of up to you to go inside. Hopefully this podcast will spark some sort of curiosity and help you to go inward to understand and just develop a better relationship with that voice in your head. You know, if you just get quiet and then you in your head and in your mind and your private place, you say hello and then you make friends with that voice. I feel like life will be a lot better. (laughs) A lot of times when we watch movies, I feel like they make it seem like the people who kind of talk to themselves are crazy, but you really have to like wash yourself from the inside out. So I'm hoping that something I say, anything that I say on this podcast will help you to better develop a relationship with yourself and to uncover that voice within you and just to be able to be more sure about things, to get more clarity about things and so on and so forth. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a new week of the podcast. I feel like every week I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just got to do better, girl. I just got to do better. It's just life happens. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. But I'm really, I'm I'm always my best when I'm doing this podcast. So, and it's it's not really that hard, but my mic did try to play me just now because it's, it's dusty. So I had to like blow it up. I'm like, uh-uh, girl, it ain't been that long. Stop playing with me. But yes, but yes, yes, yes. How's everyone doing? I hope your week is also a good start. Happy Monday, May 1st. I hope that everybody's having a great week. Today, I was so tired at work, girl. And it seemed like when you tired, it seemed like people come around and they want to play dumb about so many things. Like, ma'am, why are we staring at each other? Please, please tell me what you want. Like, what's going on? I already said hi. You staring at me like, okay, girl, it was one of them days. But just happy that it's done with and I get to relax and rest for the rest of the evening and then repeat tomorrow. So hopefully I'll be in a better place. But with that being said, let's get straight into the podcast. All right. So just so we can refresh our memories, just in case we have forgotten what the definition of codependency is, it is characterized by the excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. Um, And it also has here a person with an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of girl, that's the same thing. It just had me read the same thing. But anyways, I also think that codependency is also not just for people who have an illness or an addiction, I guess, um, uh, mind dis-ease would be considered an illness, but a lot of people don't classify themselves as having some type of addiction or illness. So I think that codependency can venture out to even normal people, quote unquote, if there ever was in the history of human society, a normal human being. Um, yeah, but yes. So that is what we're keeping on topic with, because I feel like that has been like the nucleus of my life, just dealing with codependency. If you've listened to previous episodes, I've talked about me and my codependency um, from childhood and that just being carried on to my adulthood and me being more reliant on friendships, on lovers, on coworkers, anyone to kind of make me feel included, make me feel good, make me feel love instead of, you know, looking to myself or looking to my creator just to have that feeling. And I want to continue this topic because I feel like I was thinking about this topic and I I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to mesh this? Because literally like when you hear someone say that they're struggling with codependency issues, you, you majority of the time you'll hear someone else say, oh, you need to work on yourself first and then start dating. But because that's not really the case and because 
I feel like you don't know how to date with overcoming codependency without just dating. It's it's hard to tell someone to like, oh, work on yourself first and get yourself together to date and then date. Because sometimes, majority of the times, you don't know certain things are there until you actually start dating. Um, and I feel like that's the case. So this thing came in my head as I was driving that typically when someone is struggling with codependency issues, whatever type of form, whether it's mild or severe, we will typically go towards people even if they're not our A type. And let me explain this because this is this is important. So get this. I was talking to a friend who I used to work to work with and he was telling me about A types and B types. He said an A type is someone that you want to be with. That person is you'll risk it all for. You'll go you'll do the extra mile. You'll go the extra mile. That person's beautiful, you know. You know, it's like I guess you can liken it to like a man, you know how a man will marry like whatever and then, but he'll really want a different woman. Everyone has that philosophy um, that, th- that we live by. So that's the A type, the person that you really want to be with. You see them, you're attracted to them. The chemistry is there. It's just beautiful. They're beautiful. You're beautiful. And it's just like a great thing. And y'all both have common values. And then there's a B type. And the B type is a person who's not unattractive. And they don't have everything you want, but they're like, okay, that's a good man or that's a good woman right there. So a lot of the times what I believe is that codependent women and men will go towards people who are not their A-type, somebody who can just fill the gap because they're probably alone or they, you know, they want someone, they want that life and so on and so forth. They will be more likely to go towards a B-type because the A-type hasn't arrived or they feel like they can't get the A-type or anything like that. And it came to me because I was thinking about a couple, you know, a couple guys that I've, I've dated in the past. And I was like, none of them were like my A-type, you know, they liked me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. But then there's those other people who you like, they like you and they're attractive, but there's something about them. you like, Mm-mm, I don't, I don't even want to do it, but there's, they're a good man. So you like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too picky. Maybe I'm doing this. Maybe I'm doing that. I don't know. But I don't know how these two ideas will correlate to somebody, especially who, like I said, who's trying to like work on their codependency issues outside of relationship. But for my people who are actually working on their codependency issues um, while still trying to date and trying to juggle the two, like I am, um, there's nothing wrong with that, I feel. But I believe that that's where the list comes into place. And a lot of the times as a codependent, I don't like to write a list because I feel like, oh my gosh, I have to have all these things on the list. And I feel like I'm slimming my options down if I write this list. But as I was walking upstairs today, I was like, you know what? I may not get everything on the list. It may not be everything on the list. I'm not talking like a list. Oh, he has to be this tall. He has to do this. No, I'm talking about your value. Write down your values and write down the values you want your partner to bring to the table. And those things, like I said, are the nucleus of what you're looking for. Um, Those non-negotiables, you got to have a list, a title for that or a column for that. You have to have some other things that you like. I don't know. Maybe you are into board games and you would really like for your partner to be in the board games because that makes you feel very connected. And a lot of people feel like that because that was probably the only time that they were able in their childhood to connect with their parents. You know what I mean? So stuff like that makes them feel loved. So in writing a list, I believe that just because you write a list doesn't mean that you subject yourself to only that list. Like when you write a list, you kind of give yourself, a, you know, guidance. So when you do come across someone and you wondering why something working out or why it's not what it is, it's because they probably don't meet something on your list. You know what I mean? So I just feel like when we get 
a list going on or we actually have some type of direction, it'll better help us navigate and to understand like if we are operating out of our codependence or if we are operating out of our healthy brain, because the likelihood of us operating our codependence would be us throwing the list away, even though that person has nothing on the list. Um, are none of the qualities that we have on this list. And a good example is this. You meet someone. Oh yeah, that's a really good example. Okay, so you meet someone and this person has maybe two things on your list. Um, He has none of the non-negotiable things that you're looking for, but he meets a couple things on your list. But for some reason, you're just so attracted to him. That could be a codependency thing too, because we have learned in our childhood to get by as kids. We learn to study our parents. We know their moods. We know their energy. So this person may model something that you're used to having from your childhood um, now. And you're like, wow, I just can't explain it. That could be, you know, you trying to do that trauma bonding. And that's like a part of codependency in so many ways because you're trying to go back in time and get that old feeling back, which is a codependent feeling. You know, you're looking for someone to take care of you, or you're looking to take care of someone as you did when you were in childhood. So I believe having a list while you're dating is essential, not because you need, the person needs to have everything on the list, but because you need to understand, okay, what are my values? Am I going back on my values? Am I throwing my list to the side because I want to have this person in my life? I just need a source of love. You know, it could be like that, but in addition to that, I just wanted to add, even though this is probably not, well, it's on the same topic. So I want to add that it's very important to start developing a relationship with yourself, meaning talking to yourself in your own head, having conversations with yourself. If you can't do it in your own head or just having a conversation with yourself when you're alone, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, it sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth. I'm gonna just be real, but it's not when you really think about it because you have to be able to befriend yourself to know what kind of friend you are and to know your value. So for me personally, I feel like ever since I've been talking to myself in my head and also trying to befriend myself, just get to know who I am on the inside, <clears throat> I feel like I don't allow anyone else to talk to me any type of way on the outside. So if a coworker treats me a certain type of way, if a friend treats me a certain type of way, if I feel a certain type of way, I'll talk to myself and then I'm able to gather my own thoughts and just walk myself through it as opposed to me not befriending myself and just pushing every feeling and thought and everything down in a way and just judging myself on the inside. I feel like the best we can do for ourselves is when we can befriend that voice in our head, befriend ourselves to know what we like and to know what we dislike. And then we can better navigate life from there. Because if you don't have a relationship with yourself, then you are doomed to repeat the same patterns. You are doomed to attract the same people. You are doomed to not understand your, your non-negotiables, your wants, your likes, your dislikes, stuff like that. Cause it's essential. And you talk to yourself all day long, all the time. But the only difference is it's kind of like an untamed yard. If you're out in someone's yard and they have a beautiful yard, they have roses, the grass looks nice. That means that they have been taking time to take time to take care of their yard, as opposed to someone who could have a beautiful yard, but they just let it go and all type of weeds pop up everywhere. I don't know why this happens, but if you were to leave that voice alone in your head or you were not to chime in on that conversation, you don't know what kind of conversation is going on in your head because you're not tuned in, you're somewhere else. So it's very important for you to go into your own head, navigate that, wash yourself out. Because I, I saw this on Instagram. This guy said that you can eat vegan you can meditate and you can do all type of stuff. But if you cannot 
cleanse yourself from the inside out, that voice in your head, then you're doomed. Like you are so doomed. And that's the scary thing um, to even think about or even try to chat about with someone. But it's so true. So I hope that we are all able to come to a place where we're feeling comfortable enough to chat in our own head, to understand our wants or our needs, to understand why we feel the way that we feel and to allow those feelings to come up. Because when even the small ones, so like if someone ticks you off at work or in traffic and you just like, ah, you know, push it down or try to act like it's not there, it doesn't just disappear. Like it goes down into the abyss and it can come back up as something completely different or attach itself and become an even bigger monster. So I'm just hoping that we are able to get to a place where we can befriend ourselves, create that best relationship with ourselves, because if we enjoy our own company, then we will know what unwanted company feels like. We'll know like if somebody's just annoying or if they just like, you know, we'll know all of that because we have that relationship with ourselves. Not only that, we'll be more compassionate towards other people because we're compassionate to ourselves, Um, and we're practicing that. But if we're not compassionate to ourselves, then we won't be as compassionate to other people because we, we can't relate. There's no empathy. There's no commonality. There's no link. There's no connection between me and this other person because I'm not even tapping into my own humanness. So it's important, you guys. It's very, very important. So yes, that is all that I wanted to talk about today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Again, my name is Tony and thank you so much for visiting this Purposely Vintage podcast. Until a later date, I will talk to you all in the next one.